This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Let's bow our heads before we read his word. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your power and your presence. Today, oh God, change our heart, change our lives. Make us what you want us to be. Righteous men who serve a righteous God. And Lord, help us to resist the enemy, to walk in favor. Transform us by the renewing of our minds. Father, that we might be able to prove that which is the perfect will of God. With every fiber of my being that is not able today, Lord, I declare that you are able and you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many know thieves come in many, many different ways? The enemy's after your joy. The enemy's after your power. He's after your victory that comes through Christ. And let's read this revelation that the Lord has been just pouring into my heart. Uh, it kind of got stirred by an email that I, I received from somebody. Uh, Matthew 14, 22 says this. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. You know, I just, that just hit me. Sometimes Jesus knows what you're going to go through, but he knows you need to go through it. While he sent the people home, Jesus sends them home. This blew my mind this morning. After sending them home, he went up into the hillside by himself to pray. It's hard for me to imagine that Jesus could get any time by himself, but, but they've all left him. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. They knew where they had to go. They knew where they were sent, but now they find themselves in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Anybody in this morning might be fighting heavy waves? I mean, there's some of you that are fighting major storms. About 3 o'clock in the morning, watch this, Jesus came toward them. I'm thankful Jesus comes toward us, amen, walking on the water. Jesus is walking on the water, and though there are several mythical tales of, of, of this, but this is the only historical account we have of any human being up to this point ever walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, and in their fear they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat. That just sounds so challenging, doesn't it? He went over the side of the boat Many of us want to walk on water, but we don't know how to go over the side of the boat. And he walked on the water toward Jesus. I know that the rest of this passage is where most people read to where Peter begins to walk and then begins to sink. But I think 
When we realize what Peter realized, we understand the importance of that part of the story. You see, Peter begins to sink when he realizes that the new level he has chosen to walk in was not going to be possible without Jesus every step of the way. And let me just kind of sum up this water-walking sermon this morning. The choices that you have made to change your life in this month for Jesus Christ are not going to be possible unless you learn to walk with Jesus every step of the way. Unless you learn to go forward, my goodness, I feel the presence of God, realizing that who you were cannot catch up to who you're going to be if you're walking with Jesus. And you know, there's many messages that could be preached about how he began to sink, but, but today I don't want us to focus on his failure, I want us to focus on his faith. The part that says, you can go over the side of the boat. The part that took Peter over the side of the boat, and watch this, and caused him to walk on the water. The part of his life that said, Peter, you can become the second person in history to walk on water. We always preach it all the way to the point that the waves were around and oh, all these points. But the fact is, he had to be walking out there before he could sink out there. And we need to celebrate that for a moment. The danger is, yes, get your eyes off Jesus and you'll end up in worse trouble than you were when you were in your boat. But walk with Jesus, and you'll find out you can begin to become someone who can do things that others can't. You see, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't cause a man to walk on water. But Peter walked on water. You see, we find this relevant for our own lives because we have to look at it from the perspective of the fact, watch this, that he actually did the impossible. This man actually did the impossible. You see, the phrase walking on water is at times used as an example of an impossible task. Your spouse asks you to do something, and you're like, is there anything else you want me to do? You want me to walk on water? In other words, how can I do this? How can I accomplish these things? It's as impossible as walking on water. It's a, is it at times, used, you know, when I was researching for this sermon, I, 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 I was amazed at how many people said, I walk on water all the time. I, I, I skate across the ice. I'm going to tell you, when you have to walk on something that has changed its form molecularly, has changed its form because of an outside temperature, you're not getting the same principle. Well, I didn't mean to go here, but I believe a lot of us are hoping that the principles of God's Word will change somehow so we can walk on them. But the truth is, if you'll learn faith, you won't need a change. You'll be able to do the impossible because of who Christ is in you. You see, we find it relevant because we're looking to do the impossible. And the simple question for us today is, how can the impossible become possible? Pastor Don, I don't know what impossible things God would dare me to do. I don't feel that God's going to ask me to go down to the lake and just walk on a cross. Well, listen to me. I don't want you to miss this. How can the impossible become possible? How can there be hope for you to break the bond to sin that has held you captive for so long? How can what you can't get free from actually leave your life? How can you stop 
failing in the ways that you have failed a thousand times and repented a ten thousand times for. Have you ever noticed that? You might fail uh, once, but you repent a hundred times over that. How can you finally get free? How can you actually forgive those who destroyed your trust? How can you dream again when your innocence has been shattered? How can you not become another statistic in an already messed up world? How can you actually survive and do the impossible? Today, I believe the answer is simple. You must learn to walk on water. You must learn to walk on water. And I can hear you now. Praise God, I'll walk on water. Can you tell me how? How can I walk on water, you ask? Okay, are you ready for this? It's quite profound. You ready? You have to go over the side of your boat. You have to get out of your boat. You see, Peter would never have known the thrill of walking on the water. Could you imagine for the rest of Peter's life, they would ask him questions, maybe, uh, how did it feel to be restored to the Lord? Or, or how does it feel for this to happen? How did it feel to be with Jesus? But probably one of the most requested stories he would tell was, what was it like to walk on the water? And he would never have known what it was like to walk on the water, watch this, if he had been simply content to know that Jesus was in his boat. Are you with me? He would have never have known, never have known what it is like to walk on the water if he had not climbed out of the boat. If all he was after was a little comfort, knowing that the Savior was there, he would have had no story to tell of the power of God who enables us to walk above every deep struggle. Are you with me? If he had not had enough faith to trust God, to change his situation, to change his abilities, he would have never been able to tell them what it's like to walk above the things that no one else can surpass. I don't know why I feel to say this. This may have haunted your family for generations, but you can walk above it. Your family may have been destroyed this way. Your brothers and sisters and their families may be going down this path, but you can learn to walk above those struggles. Anybody catching what I'm saying to you today? If you will walk by faith. You see, if we're simply satisfied knowing that we are a Christian family, that we have all the right parts to know that Jesus is in our boat, we will never know what it is truly like to walk out our faith. So here's the truth that you're going to have to learn that will cause you to go over the side of your boat. Are you ready for this? Here you go. The boat is not your friend. Get this. The boat that you're in is not your friend. Some of you are looking like, where are you going with this? You see, when you trust the boat, which is, which is a man-made vessel, and that is exactly what you're going to end up with, a feeble attempt to survive in a vessel. 
You see, a vessel, by definition, is a hollow container that is to contain and carry something. So we would call a boat, it is a vessel. And a vessel, by definition, means a hollow container that will carry something across the water. We form our boats out of man's feeble attempts to survive the storms to carry us across the waters. We know the sailing might be tough, but we just want to get to the other side is the truth. We want to survive this problem. We want to make it through. We want to overcome. We want to get there, but we don't know how we're going to get. Listen to me. Somebody needs this, and I know the enemy doesn't want you to receive this truth this morning, but I want you to get this today. If your faith is in what you have created that holds your world calm, you're in trouble because your boat, your vessel is not your friend. You see, we must expose our boats for what they really are. They are hollow attempts to contain us, to protect us from drowning. Because we know if I can't keep everything balanced, I'm going under. We know that our relationships are so fragile that if I dare try to deal with trust, then it's going to explode in my face. I'm preaching truth today. We know that we're in a boat that we have created and our financial world is in such a mess that we're just praying that nobody shifts in the boat. My brother tells the story of when he and Pastor Ron were on the Amazon River and and all around them are piranhas. And they're in one of those little canoes. I'm going to tell you, when I go to the Amazon, they never invite me to get in a little canoe because the truth is the little canoe can't handle me. But my brother is about how far off the edge of the water? Help me here, Bill. I want you to hear it in his own words. Imagine this moment. They're out fishing. And what does Brother Ron begin to do? The ladies are waving at us, wanting a picture. And Brother Ron looks at them and stops paddling. And how close to the water are you? Oh, the boat was tipping down to within a half inch of the water. And what's all around you? It's right over top of where Piranha was eating bait off, the bait off my hook. What did you say to Brother Ron? Brother Ron. Brother Ron. Paddle. Brother Ron. <laughs> Paddle, Brother Ron. Keep on paddling. And you see, the problem is some of you are in situations in your life, and I'm preaching to somebody today, that you're praying that somebody won't shift in the boat because if they stop paddling, you might just end up in your worst nightmare. I'm preaching truth here. You're going to have to learn that the boat is not your friend, and you're going to have to learn to become a water walker. You see, when you look at the storm swamping your boat, you're going to have to let go of the lie that the boat will keep you safe. Some people would rather believe a lie than know the truth. Maybe I need to say that again. Some of us would rather live lying to ourselves It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No, you go against the plan of the living God, and it's not going to be okay. Stop lying to yourself. Preaching truth. And the truth is, I know this may hurt some of you fishermen, but boats are really not that safe. Over 1,000 people a year are killed in boating accidents. You see, your boat can spring a leak 
when the pressure from outside becomes greater than what that structure can resist. And then you are not only facing the storm, you find yourself trying to bail the water out so fast. I'm I'm preaching truth today. You're sitting here trying to keep your world afloat, just trying to balance it. You're worried that if you say the wrong thing, you'll upset him and he'll go drink again. You're worried that if you say the wrong thing, you'll upset her and she'll leave again. I'm preaching truth. Your boats are this fragile little lie that you're trying to hold it all together with. And God sent me with a revelation today that you need to stop trusting with the hollow attempts to keep your world safe and say, hey, if that's where Jesus is out there, I'm leaving these hollow attempts behind and I'm going to get to where Jesus is and my life will be changed forever. Amen. People say to me all the time, how come when other people did the same things that I have done, it looks like they're just sailing by and I'm over here going, I'm going under, I'm going under, I'm going under. My first thought is God loves you. God's trying to turn you because the way that looks like it's sailing is really headed toward a major crash and he's letting you bail. I'm preaching truth now. What do you do when you have constructed the things to help you survive and they no longer will support you? You know what you got to do? You got to learn to walk on the water. You see, boats not only spring leaks, they tend to capsize. The majority of boating accidents and incidents are caused by capsizing, which is an operational mistake. These happen because, and here's what I took off the website for some kind of national boat thing or whatever. One, the boat's operator could turn the boat too quickly. You've created this, and all of a sudden you see something coming in, you go to shift. Because you don't want to go through that storm again, and your boat goes over. Because, watch this, they capsize because you use your sails inappropriately. It depends on what's behind, what's powering your boat. Is hate powering your boat? Greed powering your boat? Revenge powering your boat? Pride powering your boat? What's powering your boat that's moving you forward, just trying to get you across the water? Nothing wrong with wanting to be out of the storm. The problem, though, is when Jesus is walking among the storm, you need to stop trying to get out of the storm and start trying to get to Jesus. You see, that'll take you to church and get you to beg God for an outcome, but it won't keep you in church after the outcome comes. You see, that's like praying for the test. Oh, God, if you'll just help me pass this final exam, I'll go anywhere, God. Lord, if you'll let that cop not pull me over, Jesus, I'll be at church Sunday morning. And you've forgotten the promise by the time you get around the next curve. Give me the promotion, God, and I'll actually tithe. Uh Uh-oh, I'm meddling now. Preaching truth. You see... You got to watch what's powering your boat. Here's another thing. You remember a few years ago when Marquise Cooper and Corey Smith, the NFL players, they drowned. Their boat capsized. 
Why? It capsized because they had anchored somewhere and, and they couldn't get the anchor loose. So what he thought he would do was push forward hard enough that it would cause his uh, 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 anchor to release. So he was revving it. And this is what, as I was reading that story, this is what I thought about. You better be careful because what you use to steady yourself might also entangle you before long. The things that you thought kept your boat safe might be the things that have you tied up. Is this making sense to anybody today at all? Speed is another common reason for boats capsizing. You're just trying to get it there as fast as you can. Here's another reason your boat's not safe. Are you ready for this? Boats can run aground. Boats can only carry you so far, and there are obstacles out in the water. Here's another reason your boat's not safe. Boats can be tossed by the storm. But we must realize, watch this, that our faith in the boat is failed. If you haven't written that note today, you need to write that note. Faith in the boat is failed. Instead, a water walker learns to trust the maker of the water. Someone who's willing to go over the side of the boat, even if they have to hold his hand to walk there, loses trust in the boat. If you thought that person was your financial support, that's why you're going through what you're going through. If you, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you think that job's the only thing holding you up, that's why you're in danger of losing it. If your home provides your security, you better watch out because he's a jealous God. I'm preaching truth now. A water walker trusts the water maker. And they see no threat whatsoever when the water rises. Why? Because you can walk on the troubled waters that threaten you. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Your confidence, watch this, your confidence is because you already know who that is on the water. We water walkers know who they're walking toward because he's walking toward them. And they're out there because he sent them out there. Am I preaching truth today? Can you imagine what your life would be like if you were no longer afraid of the water that's threatening to take you under right now? I think it'd be pretty good. The answer to how you get to that place that kind of power is simple. But it means this, and this is what I want you to listen to me carefully about. Other points, maybe I do want to hear some response, but you can give it now if you want to, but I really don't care if you give me a response. I want you to take this word right now. Listen to this. The answer isn't what you think it might be, but the truth on how you learn to stop trusting your boat is you have to expose and let go and go over the side of a thousand lies. And here's the first lie that you're going to have to deal with today. You ready for this? This is not easy. Listen to me carefully. It's simple truth, but it's not going to be easy. Here it is. The lie that you're going to have to let go of first is the biggest lie, it seems, which is the one 
that you already know. Well, let me rephrase it this way. The biggest lie is that you already know what to do to stop doing what you're doing. Uh, let, let me rephrase this. The biggest lie is that you can fix it on your own. Because if you could fix it on your own, then why haven't you? The biggest lie is when you say, oh, I can walk away from this anytime I want to, then why haven't you? If you can quit anytime, then why don't you? If you are truly master of your own universe, then why are you tossed around in the storm with what you think you can handle? It's truth. In order to go over the boat, man, I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm talking to you today. You've got to start with the lie that keeps you in the boat. I could change this today if I wanted to. I could give up this habit today. I could make these changes in my life today. Listen to me. We've talked about change for a month, and the truth is this. If you could do what you claim you could do, then why haven't you done it? It's because you've constructed your own hollow attempts. You can go so far, but how many of you know a lot of times we go so far, and then it seems like we go so far back? I was talking to someone I love dearly this week. That, that, that for whatever reason, God's given me a true heart for, for this person. I've watched him grow up, and, and, and the exact words were me, to me were this, I'm afraid because I know I'll have to fight if I make these choices. Those kind of things, guys, are truth, and it's not anger that, that, with which I say that. My heart was heavy for them because I said to them, you're right, you're going to have to fight, but it's worth the fight. The changes you can make, I said, try God's way above all other ways, and you tell me if it's not worth it. Oh, but Pastor Don, my boat is what's kept me safe. The boat is what's helped me survive all the anguish of the unforgiveness. The boat's what's helped me survive all the struggles of, of all the problems that I've been going through. The boat's what's helping me not, not tip under when all I want to do is run for my life. The boat is what's keeping you in the storm. But there's one walking towards you. There's one who's on his way to deliver you. And some of those disciples, can you imagine at first, they're like, whoa, that's a ghost out there. And they're backing away. And then they're like, no, that's Jesus. And they're like, whoa, come on, Jesus, get in the boat, get in the boat, get in the boat. Because as long as you're in my hollow attempt, I'll be happy. But not Peter. Peter said, if that's you, Lord, I want to be where you are. Because it looks like this boat's going under and you're walking on the water. My goodness. If you're afraid your boat's about to go under, this sermon is for you. If you've come to the place where you say, I can't take it anymore, stop believing the lie. You need Jesus to change your situation. And the only way that's going to happen today is you must leave the boat behind. But Pastor Don, if I let down this guard, I might get hurt. You let down that guard, it's going to hurt. But when you make it to the water walker and you start doing what nobody else could, 
But Pastor Don, you don't understand. I don't know why this keeps coming back to me. I know this comes to me all the time. You don't understand. My family have lost their minds for generations. We know I'm going to lose my mind someday. You don't understand. You live in that fear of, I got to keep my mind fresh. I got to keep, no, no, no. You find yourself toward he that's walking towards you and say, Lord, I'm coming towards you. Leave that fear behind. Start walking on the water and you'll find out something. It might have taken down 10 generations of your family, but when you're walking with Jesus, you will overcome by the power and the blood of the Lamb. And even when you get scared, he's still there to lift you up and to take you where you're going. Amen. 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 I feel Jesus in this place. So today in conclusion, let today be the day of your liberation from all the lies that you, lies that you believe about yourself. All the things. I can stop anytime I want to. Really? And why do you get that taste for it near the back of your tongue? Why does your hand shake until you give in? Why, when you're angry, is that sin the very first one you think of? Am I preaching truth to anybody today? Wow, this revelation just came into my life. Our boats are tied to the trails of defeat in our lives. Because when I try to go across this water, listen to me, listen to me carefully, and the storm gets too much, what does the enemy make you want to do? Pull yourself back to your great weaknesses. Pull yourself back to things that you know God delivered you from right here or right there. It's because your faith's in your boat. What if God changed your whole world tomorrow? What if everything spun into a craziness and every boat that you have is sunk? What if a hurricane it's your family. Would you stand among the rubble and say we can't go on because our boat sunk? Or would you find a way to begin to walk free? No longer bound to those things. I don't know why I'm trying to close, but I just had this mental picture. Some of you don't have this. My dad really is not one of these type of people. My dad is one of those guys to where, you know, I, I would have a lot of stuff to sell on eBay today if my dad hadn't been this kind of person. My mom actually said something to her sister not long ago that kind of made me chuckle. She said, now Don has it. It'll never go anywhere. My dad would throw it away. We don't need that. I asked him recently, I said, dad, Dad, why do you got to buy that tool? You've already got that. He said, no, nah, I threw it away. <laughs> or I gave it away. I'm just getting rid of it. There's, I don't have to worry about that with him. It's gone. But some of you in this place, there's so much yesterday stacked in your garage, you can't park there. 
There's so much stuff that you don't even know you have. I, don't, I shouldn't tell you that. I love to watch American Pickers. Just, just love it. My wife's like, stop. I'm like, for all the years you were in school going through studying medicine and, and I had to watch those horrible ER shows, I'm paying you back now. But I love when they say this. They're, they're out in the middle of the rubbish pile and they're, they're pulling staff back and they pull this treasure out of the rubbish pile and you hear it almost every episode. Somebody goes, I didn't know I had that. And then suddenly it's worth a fortune. I can't let that go for less than $400. (laughs) Yesterday you would have sold that heart and stuff for scrap metal. But you can't let it go on your own. The problem is every one of those things has some kind of attachment to you that's part of your boat. But God's calling you out of that boat so that you may follow him on his paths and his plans. Would you stand with me today? How are you going to get out of that boat? Stop believing the lies you've told yourself. Nail them to the cross. Well, that's good news. You've got somewhere to anchor those boats that you don't want. Just nail them to the cross. And step out. Walk. bow your heads with me today. God's speaking to us this morning. There are people here today whose faith is in the boat. I'll never survive if I don't have this. I I could never make it if this wasn't in my life. There's only one absolute and his name is Jesus. I know our time has come and gone and this service will be over in just a moment. But I wonder today, are there any boats that need to be left behind? Pastor Don, what do you want God to do at this point in the service? Exactly what He wants to do. And today, today, This is your moment. This is your time to come over the side of the boat to say, I'm not going to let this hold me back anymore and to learn to walk on the water. With everybody praying in this room, I feel like somebody today, and most of you are used to me saying, okay, raise your hand, we're done, boom, you're out of here. Next service, come in. But somebody needs to come over the side of the boat today. Somebody needs to leave what that boat's tethered to behind. That's you today. God's dealing with your heart right where you are. Pastor Don, I'm afraid I will sink. He is on the water. And the only way you will walk is with him. But your boat is about to go under. Your boat is about to crumble. But by the grace of God, you will go with it unless you learn to go toward the one who's walking toward you. 
his name is Jesus. If that's you today, well, everybody's praying all around you. You say, Pastor Don, I'm coming out of my boat. I'm coming over the side of this boat. I'm going to walk towards Jesus. I want to invite you to come right where, from where you are for just a moment and join me in these altars as a moment to walk out my faith. Destroying the lives. Is there another today that would say, I will be a water walker. I will learn to leave the lie behind and I will become a man or woman of faith that God has called me. I will become an instrument of deliverance for those around me because they will say, if he can walk out there, so can I. If she can change that situation, so can I. People are coming to this altar, leaving those boats behind. I feel the Holy Ghost of the living God. If your faith is in the boat, you better watch out because it's not going to float any longer. But if your faith is on he that's walking towards you, well, I feel the Holy Spirit of God. Quickly, let me get people to begin to pray behind these. Don't leave anybody without somebody behind them. They'll step out from where you are quickly, 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 quickly. Get out of your boat. Get out of your boat. You can't keep it safe enough. You can't say the right words to keep the peace. Some of you tried to keep the peace your whole life. You let Jesus speak the peace. Let him declare peace be still over your storms. Come on, lay hands on these. Begin to pray by faith in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as I'm about to pray for these now, I, I just feel this today. Are there others? That you're like, Pastor, I'm afraid to move because this boat's already going under. Walking on the water is never going to be easy, but walking with Jesus is worth it every step of the way. Come on. By the power of the Holy Spirit right now, by the victory of Christ, I begin to pray over all of these that are here. I begin to pray deliverance and power, strength by the blood of the Lamb. I declare, God, that you've been faithful and that you are a righteous king, that you are a deliverer, that you are a mighty God. And by faith, we're leaving what we consider safe behind. We're walking out of the boat. We're stepping out of that boat. We won't believe the lie anymore. God, you are the only one who can bring this victory. You are the only one who can bring this deliverance. You are the only one, Father, by your power and by your might, Jesus by the victory that comes through Christ. Lord, we declare that you are faithful and you are able. And by your hand, we will walk places we never dreamed possible. We will walk in places, Lord, that we didn't know we could. Because our faith lies not in man, but our faith is on the water walker. Our faith is on the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean and delivers us. Our faith, my goodness, Holy Ghost of the living God, our faith drives us out of the boats that we try to sustain and drives us to the presence of the law. He's walking toward you. He's walking toward you.
cutting those tethers, breaking those bonds, walking out by faith, delivered by faith, walking on the water by faith. Holy Ghost of the living God. Holy Ghost of the living God. Walking by faith. Spirit of the Most High God. Walking by faith. Come on. Pray with me today. Walking by faith. Walking by faith. Walking by faith. Leaving those boats behind. Leaving them behind, Jesus. Walking by faith. Leaving those things. Walking above what once seemed impossible. Delivered by the power and the grace of God to be mighty warriors for the kingdom. Walking by faith. Walking by faith. Walking. Leaving it all behind. Walking by faith. Walking by victory. Walking in ways we never dreamed possible, Jesus. Faithful is our God. Faithful is our King. Holy Ghost of the living God. You are faithful. You are righteous. You are just and you are awesome, God. By faith, Jesus. By faith, just a moment in this place. Spirit of the Most High God, speak to hearts. Speak to lives. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, maybe I didn't feel that specific call was for me, but I'm facing some storms, some issues in my life. And before this service is closed, would you pray for me? I'm not going to ask you to come here, but would you just stick your hand straight in the air if that's you today? I want to pray for you today. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the King of kings. And you see every one of these issues. Father, for some it may be provision. For some it may be surrender. For others, it might be fault or failure. But this I declare, as a man who struggles with all, my God is holy and able to deliver those who call on the name of the Lord. 
thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many of you are glad we can walk on the water toward the Lord? Amen? He's a faithful king. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.